Welcome to Coffee and Convos. In this week's episode, we review methodical coffee and talk about how our flaws actually empower us to walk in freedom and identity. So grab your cup of coffee and join us around the table for the one on Flawed and Free. What is up? Welcome to Coffee and Convos. Thank you guys for just taking some time out of your day. Um, We hope that this um, week's episode just encourages you and um, gives you a different perspective on what it means to be flawed and free. Um, So with that said, um, tonight I'm joined by none other than my incredible and amazing husband, Josh. How are you doing? I am doing really, really great. It has been a crazy, hectic, busy week. Um, which I feel like we start most episodes by saying that, but we work in the hospitality industry. (laughs) So, um, but no, it's been really good. We had um, our last sub 30, um, which is, uh, so the church we're part of, Revo, uh, has a young adults ministry called Sub 30. And so we had our last worship night, uh, at least until March um, this past week. And uh, it was really, really awesome. It was really cool. Yeah, powerful night. We got to... Pray over this girl, uh, which honestly, this really made my week. This girl had come up to us at the end and just was talking about her God dream. And um, so me and Becca got to pray over her and prophesy life over her. And it was just a really cool moment. Yeah. Um, Yeah, we've had, I've had several God moments this week and it's been really, really cool. Just um, not, not even always necessarily like prayers being answered, but just seeing God in the midst of like the struggles or in the midst of their waiting. Um, it's just been really cool to see, just to see God move and yeah. people's hope to continue to be restored. Um, it's been really, really neat. Yeah. yeah it's been a solid yeah, week. It's, it's really has been. Um, so uh, if you are new to this podcast, welcome. We are so excited and honored that you have chosen to listen. Uh, we would love for you to be an every week listener. Um, we drop a new episode every Friday. And so if you want to follow along on the journey we call life, uh, hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening. Make sure you leave us a comment, a rating if uh, the platform allows that. And uh, that always helps the podcast grow and reach more people. We also have a Patreon page set up um, specifically to support this podcast uh, financially and to make it possible. Um, It helps us upgrade technology um, to do promotions and giveaways and such. And so definitely go check that out. The link for it will be in the show notes. And uh, we are sipping on some new coffee, which yeah. I feel like we haven't done like a coffee review mm-hmm. uh, oh, in an episode in a while. So one of the coffees we love, um, we've, we've had it before. Um, there's a couple shops here in Florida that serve it, one of them being Concord in Lakeland. Um, but it's a coffee roaster and shop called Methodical. They are a Greenville, South Carolina. Shout out to Greenville. Mm, Love Greenville. Greenville. Oh, yeah. Um, So it's just a super unique, simplistic shop. Um, We've actually never been to the shop, but um, we've had friends that have went. And so, um, you know, the other day I was scrolling through Instagram and I was like, 
looking at something and I noticed they are doing something new and I was like, oh, this looks really cool. So basically it's um, it's like a tea bag, uh, essentially. They, they call it steeped coffee. So it's a pouch, um, like a silk pouch filled with tea or with coffee, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, and you put it in your mug, pour some hot water over it, and within five minutes you have a delicious hot cup of coffee. Um, really great. The so I wanted to try it mainly because a lot of mornings, you know, we're rushing out the door. Um, and sometimes it's difficult to get the machine on and all that stuff. This is so easy. You can just flip on some, you know, hot water as you're getting ready or whatever. And then you pop that in, throw the hot water in, you know, screw on your, your lid and put it in the car. Within five minutes, you have coffee. Um, and I love it. Uh, I tried. So we have two different ones we, we tried. One of them um, is called Play Nice. And the other one is Blue Boy. Uh, Play Nice definitely has more of a robust, um, not really darker. Their their coffee is roasted to perfection, so it's there's not going to have like those burn notes or anything like that. They're going to have very unique, um, like just identities to their coffee. But Play Nice is really good. I enjoyed it. Um, and then Blue Boy is definitely a little bit more mellow. Um, has a little bit more of a fruity acidic taste um i definitely think with blue boy from my experience with it it needs to steep a little bit longer than five minutes for my liking um but definitely uh really great they you know one of the things that they said about these coffees it's great to go camping with or you know like i said if you're busy in the morning and you just need to get out the door quickly so definitely go check them out and they're very affordable um so in the in each pack you get five um, and I want to say it was like six or seven bucks. So really, really affordable um, considering you're going to drop what t- three to four dollars on a cup of coffee at Starbucks or Dunkin Donuts or wherever else you might go. So definitely go check that out. And then uh, we we started a, a coffee subscription with them. Um, so the, the one that we got, they send us a new bag every month. Um, it's Roaster's Choice. So this month was a Nicaraguan. Uh, I'm really going to butcher this name, so bear with me. It's a Nicaragua Pacamara Natural. Um, and the flavor notes were ones that I've n- literally never had in a coffee. Um, you tried it. I haven't mm-hmm. tried this yet, so I'm waiting until um, maybe tomorrow I'll try it. But the flavor notes are strawberry, banana, and vanilla. What did you think? I thought it was delicious. Um, I am not – I don't like – I'm more basic in the sense that I can't necessarily tell the different nodes, but it was a really delicious coffee. Like I polish my coffee off of no problem. <laughs> um, yeah. Sometimes I get wrapped up and I don't always get to finish my coffee every morning, but I just, and you I did it over iced ice. coffee. Yeah. yeah. And it was so delicious. Mm. Um, really. Cause I do it with cream. Um, it was just really creamy and like sweet and just, it, I was really delicious and definitely not burned like there was not even a hint of like anything that could be burned in it it was so good well and one of the things that like so i think we mentioned this in like three episodes before but we were really excited at first because earth fair reopened here in ocala well it was all great they reopened i was like sweet counterculture a lot of really great coffee brands so my last trip there because we ran out of coffee i go in and I pick up a bag of counterculture. And I'm really big about um, the roast date because I, I think 
beans especially have to be really fresh to really have good flavor. Well, they had coffee literally on the shelf from like August. And I was mm-hmm. like, um, and like, I, you know, sometimes you're just like, all right, maybe they like zoned it to the front. Let's like look behind. Sure enough, every coffee I picked up from other brands, you name it, most of them are from August and September. And so I was like, Earth Fairy, you just lost business from me. Like, I'm not going to drink coffee that's super old like that. So one of the great things about Methodical is when they send you uh, a bag of coffee, it is going to be the most freshly roasted bag. Literally, this was roasted February 1st. Wow. That was like literally days ago. So you're getting some of the f- most fresh roasted coffee. And like I said, they it really is an artisan craft, very similar to Symmetry. Like they put so much attention to detail um, in, in their coffee. And so I just highly encourage you, like, go check them out. Um, there's so many great coffee brands out there and subscriptions and stuff like that. We just so happen to really enjoy Methodical. So we're going to give it a try and see uh, what what we like and, and what we think, uh, you know, in our house, we drink coffee every single day. So it's not like we, we had something fun at work today about hearing people and mm-hmm. like how, you know, what, how they like their coffee and how, you know, stuff like that. And a couple of the people were like, yeah, like we enjoy coffee like maybe twice a week. And we're like, it's so random. Like, like why? Why? Why only twice? Like, what comes about that you need it? Right. Like, it's, yeah. <laughs> like, are you stressed or is it like when you're relaxing? Like, is it a treat? Like, yeah, that totally like took a lot of us by surprise. We're like, wait, wait, wait. Like, Coffee's like an. You either day, don't man. like it or you drink it every day. Yeah. Like, and then our um our COO at our company, he does not like coffee and never ever ever has, and he will literally smell mugs to see if they smell like coffee before he uses it. I never it. knew like, that until today. It was the craziest thing. That's I, wild. It's the funniest, funniest thing. I've never known anyone to definitely like detest coffee that much. But Some people don't like coffee. Strange. I don't, I don't know how you go about your life. <laughs> You're just weird to me, but it's okay. We love you. You're still loved and valued. <laughs> uh, so tonight, we are going to talk on um, something that I think both of us have like had history with. Both of us had really had experience with. We've... Um, still, we've helped other do. people. Yeah, and, and honestly, I think this is like a subject that you will forever walk through it's not yeah. like one that you know oh i hit like mastery level 10 and <laughs> i overcame it like this is something you will forever walk through and it's this idea of really turning the flaws in our life which i know is like uh, when you hear the word flaw no one likes to hear that right yeah i think um the american culture has really produced in us this idea that we have to be perfect we have to be manicured. I mean, you know, I think of things like Instagram and, yeah, you know, you don't just get how likes polished. Yeah, you get followed. Right. It's like you produce top of the line yeah. images. Yeah. That just, yeah, they might depict a moment, you know, in your life. And I'm, I'm, listen, I am totally to blame for that. I do it even now to this day. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I won't follow, like, I'll look at someone's page and if it doesn't look like I'd be interested in it, I won't follow them. Yeah. Like, it's just, yeah. and it's unfortunately, it's become one of those things that, like, you're ingrained with. Or, like, if someone's following more people <clears throat> than are following them, not going to follow yeah. them. Like, yeah. You know, it's just great. It's crazy. Yeah. But it's true. No. And, and I think, like, the, like I said, the idea of flaws is not something that 
Um, no one wants to talk about it. You know, you know, I think of like um, girls who, you know, have real bad insecurity issues. And so to mask it, they cover themselves in tons of makeup and other things to try to make themselves look beautiful. And it's like the reality is like they're just beautiful on the inside and uniquely made by God. Um, I think of this scripture, it just it like haunts me because this is the journey I think most of us come on is Second Corinthians 12, Paul declares this. He says, listen, I have this thorn in my flesh, and I pleaded with the Lord three times, and he didn't remove it. But yet he told me, my grace is sufficient. Even in your weakness, my strength is perfected. And I, that scripture just sums this, this kind of idea of really turning our flaws into empowerment and, and into our identity. Um, the other night at Sub-30... We, we were talking on this idea, and, and it just occurred to me, like, the real us is oftentimes the most hidden us, mm-hmm. right? Like, the real us is this is this internal thing that if, if we even let someone, like, pull up the curtain and, and look in, that we think, oh, man, they're going to be terrified. They're not going to want to be my friend. They're not going to want to follow me or, or, you know, do life with me. And it's like, no, oftentimes when people see the real us— um, I think this generation, and when I say this generation, I don't, I don't mean young people. I mean like this generation currently living on the earth. We value uh, and actually want the real thing. That's why when you know you look at stuff on Instagram and and things like that, and and you watch these moments of transparency, those kind of posts have so many likes and comments because people are hungry for that. Mm-hmm. You know, they're tired of seeing the man the manicured self and. Uh, you know, when I think about flaws, I, I can look back on my life and there's so many moments in my life where I would be like, uh, I don't want anyone seeing that. You know, I think back to uh, my porn addiction and my struggle with anxiety and my battle with depression and um, just, you know, parts of my life that necessarily I'm not proud of. And yet this is how good God is. He has used every one of those moments for his glory. And in my greatest moments of weakness, uh, weakness in those flaws, his strength has actually been perfected. Yeah. And so what does that tell me? That means God is in the business of turning our weakness and our flaws into his glory, which at the end of the day, right, our life uh, as followers of Jesus, as believers in, in, in this beautiful picture called the gospel, like our life is supposed is supposed to be a shining representation of that glory. And I don't think when God looks at us, he says, you need to be perfect. Yeah, I had a, I had a friend who um, just, uh, like, his life is just chaotic, right? It's a, it's a mess. I mean, uh, you've got divorce in there, you've got um, alcoholic, um, just a bunch of really crazy things that um, are super unfortunate, a lot of brokenness. And when I look at this person's life, one of the things they they told me was, I don't feel like I can do anything successful or be anything successful, even in the guy, even in the eyes of God, because of all my flaws and failures. Mm-hmm. And you know, I remember having coffee and, and I just was real. And I just said, uh, if what you said is true, that means every human being that's ever lived um, is disqualified. Yeah. 
you know, Jesus and his disciples, who did he go for? Like he went for the most ragtag group of people um, imaginable. You know, notice that Jesus didn't go to like the temple. He didn't grab, you know, the religious people of the day. He went for the guys who had really jacked up past um, and even jacked up to come futures, right? I think of Peter, um, this bold, crazy disciple who was rough around the edges. He was a fisherman. He um, just was w- was rough. And he follows Jesus and he's passionately pursuing him. And then we get to this moment where he betrays him. Like, if that's not like, um, like someone who is branded now with like the largest like flaw, you just betrayed the savior of the world. Yeah. Like that's a yikes flaw. Like that's not even like, bro, like, yeah, you'll get through this. This is like, whoa. And yet Peter goes on to build the church and to be um, this disciple who who's just a powerhouse for the New Testament. So when I think about like flaws, um, though a lot of times our flaws hurt and they're painful and, and honestly we don't want to think about it. I look back to like my my you know history with porn. I'm definitely not proud of it. Um, I don't look back on it and be like, yeah, that was a fun time in my life. I look back at it, it's like, man, that was painful. But I see each moment where God showed up and and he intervened and and he was actually empowering me in my brokenness to not only get out of it, but to be able to help other people. And that's at the end of the day, what I really believe like God wants to do in our life. Like he wants to take those flaws and he wants to use them for his glory, but also to bring freedom, not just to us, but to other people who are walking in the same battle. What's your thoughts? Yeah, you know, I just want to touch on like that the last part that you were saying is I just for one I can say that I'm just so beyond grateful to serve a God who wants the best for us, but also is so loving and so caring that he will take the things that we don't necessarily see as favorable or great or blessings and he transforms them to do the most good. Wow. You know, I think when we when we overcome something or we um, heal from something or if we let something go, um, those are the moments when God can really use us because there are so many out there hurting. And that's what the enemy wants to do is he wants to keep you in this cycle of feeling alone, yeah. um, feeling like you're the only person who feels this way, feeling like you're the only person who thinks this way. Wow. Um, and that's just not the case. Like the world is created of broken people who just yeah. are looking for hope. Um, looking for healing, looking for a way to make everything make sense. And though things don't always make sense, um, God and his goodness wants us to be him on the earth. And so when we, when we overcome something and then we turn around and we find a way to bring light and hope to someone else. Well, guess what? You're showing them literally who Jesus is. Like that's who Jesus is for us. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I just think of all the time. And like I said, this is, I feel like this will always be a continual journey. Yeah. Um, 
like, yeah, we might not, I might not deal with something that I struggled with or felt flawed by when I was 16, but guess what? I'm 26 and I got plenty of other things that I feel like are flaws and things that get me down and things that put me in a dark spot. Um, but I'm grateful to know that I have a God that in the midst of it wants to use me and wants to use my flaws for his, for his glory. Um, and so I think it's coming to that point of saying, I'm done holding this. I'm done. Um, Josh and I say this all the time. So, so I don't actually know if if we've shared about our tattoos in a podcast. Um, so Josh and I both have, um, a tattoo of a key on our arm and we have different looking keys and then we have a word underneath our key. And for me, my word was worthy. Um, I really struggled and sometimes to this day still do in different ways, but struggle with feeling worthy, worthy um, at the time of marrying a pastor, worthy of, um, having the friends that I had worthy of having the job that I had just really struggled with feeling worthy in many different aspects of my life. And, um, and I just knew that the Lord had so much more for me and that, um, I didn't have to like clean myself up or, you know, pick myself up and dust the dirt off. Um, I just knew that when God created me, he called me worthy. And that was something that I really needed to, um, take from knowing in my head, knowing as knowledge and, and take it and transform it to knowing it in my heart, knowing it in my soul, mm-hmm. that all aspects of my life made me worthy, made me enough, yeah. made me, um, I'm trying to think of the word, but made me, um, other than word, worthy, I totally like blanked on the word, but made made it to the point where I didn't have to count myself out. Like I was worth it. Um in in all the things that he called me to be. Um when I, you know, I have such a love for women and love for um helping women see their identity and who they are and just loving people where they're at. And there are a lot of parts of me that struggled with coming to terms with that I could do that. Yeah. Um I'm like, oh, I'm so broken and I'm so jaded and messed up in all these other areas. How am I supposed to do this if I can't even do it myself? But guess what? God's used it. Yeah. God's grown me in those areas. And so the tattoo serves as a reminder that God's called me worthy. And the key represents the the, the fact that when we get trapped in our flaws and what we feel like our flaws say about us, it's like imagine you you – seeing a prison cell, walking into it and closing the door and sitting down. Mm-hmm. It's like allowing that flaw to ha- take so um, to take root so much that you continually lock yourself in this prison of shame, of doubt, of sickness, of whatever wow. your flaw is, you're trapping yourself in it. And so my key symbol reminds me that God, my great healer, the one who created me, the one who created me and said that I was made good because it says it in Genesis. He didn't say that about anything else in his creation, but he said when he made man, he said it was good. And so he created that. He's given me the key, which is the hope of him and salvation. He's given me that key 
to take it to my, my jail cell of flaws and insecurities to unlock it and walk out in freedom. And so that's what it means to be walk, you know, to be able to be flawed and free, knowing that, hey, I got some stuff. There are parts of me that are still really jacked up, but guess what? God's made me free and I'm going to walk in that freedom each day. What about you? No, I mean that's um wow. You you uh I felt like you hit everything so well there. Um the key on my arm. You know, I both of us have stories with with the tattoos. Mine just simply means purity. Um so the the Greek word katharos um and I got it because I wanted to remind myself that, you know, just like you said, I remember time after time walking into the jail cell of pornography. Yeah. And knowing like I had Jesus, I had the key, but I would close the jail cell and sit down and lock myself in this um this prison of just torment. And little did I know like God actually wanted to use that jail cell yeah. for yet again his glory uh to bring freedom to others. Yeah. Um but today, you know, I I've been free of porn um but now the key honestly represents a lot more to me um, of other areas of purity within me, uh, having uh, purity towards other people, like yeah. just pure intentions, um, you know, having pure thoughts. Both those things um, sometimes I struggle with because even though, you know, I am an optimist, I, I definitely uh, lean on the more positive side. There are a lot of times I don't always think and see the best in people, mm-hmm. uh, which I think all of us struggle with. Yeah, and so it's just a reminder of to myself, like, no, like that's a flaw in in my heart and my mind that God, I need now you to use for your glory to redeem it, to heal it, to bring wholeness to it, so that it actually can be something worth um, and and have value to it. Um, I, I think our flaws, man, they have so much value. Yeah, and they become. I just think the Lord's so cool and he has ways of taking your flaws and creating so much beauty out of it. Um, I can't tell you how many times you or I have shared our past, shared the nitty gritty, shared the ugh, right. parts of our life and watched people's lives not only change, but see new life in them. That God birthed hope, that he birthed a purpose that he's like birthed healing in the midst of the gross and the yucky and the dead yeah. that we called our yeah. flaws. He brought new things to life through it. And so it becomes something where eventually I think your flaw, like I said, as it shifts, when you grow out of that area, our hope is that eventually you not you won't necessarily be proud of it, but that you'll look at it and you'll see beauty where yeah. God, oh, where, like so where good. God transformed something, yeah. and that flaw won't ache as much, it won't torment as much, and it won't shame as much. But you'll be able to look back and be like, "Ha, man, that was a time that God used yeah. me." Let me tell you a story. Yeah. Like so cool. I, there are moments that I have flashbacks to my past, and that was something I had to really pray and be like, "God." This stuff makes me sick. Yeah. Like, I don't want to think about these things. And now, you know, I get to talk to, you know, I talked to a girl just the other day and she just really wanted a boyfriend. And she wasn't being like, oh, I just need a boy. Like, she didn't feel like a necessarily a boyfriend would complete her, but she longed to have a companion. And yeah. I get that. I totally was that. Um, 
And I just got to share the experience of showing like the way that Josh treated me. He showed me my worth. He showed me that men could be different than what I'd ever experienced, um, that they could be pure in a relationship. Like there was a lot of things that were shown to me. And that meant that, hey, guess what? First date, first time we became boyfriend and girlfriend, boundaries were set that yep. night. Yep. And and that's was something I was trying to talk to her about. Like, hey, like. I, I get your want and I get that, but guess what? You're so, you're worth so much more. Oh, man. Whether yeah. you have someone or not, you're worth so much more. And you should expect that yeah. of whoever you want. And if you can't expect that, if they can't say no, if they can't do these things, well, then buy. And so otherwise, well, otherwise, you're going to get into something you're not supposed to and you're going to have a lot more flaws. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're going to feel like you have a lot more flaws. And so, being safe and finding that environment. But guess what? I learned a lot from doing stupid things. And something that I tell someone often, and I don't know if this is on message or not, but I just feel the need to share. But um, I tell people a lot who are like, well, sometimes you just have to make mistakes and you have to like do things Hmm. on your own. And yes, I think that there is a time and place. And guess what? We're all going to make mistakes. We're never going to do it right. And that's okay. But not all, not all mistakes are yours to make. Mm. And I just think that we have to get out of this mindset that the culture feeds to us, that it's just like live, what is it? Live free, die young, YOLO, like all of those things like that the world says is basically have whatever you want, do whatever you want, whatever, like no consequences. But guess what? There are consequences. It's called growing up. Um, (laughs) It's called facing reality. Um, We don't live in this euphoria kingdom where things are just whatever and great and wonderful. Like there are consequences for your mistakes. Um, And there are, that's why it's called wisdom. That's why there are people who speak to you about things and say, Hey, guess what? I did that. It sucks. It get backfired on me. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't listen to like, like heed the warning. Yeah. Don't just do things in your life because you think it would be fun and well, whatever, like heed the warning be in, like be smart listen to wisdom um because otherwise you pack on more things to your life than god never intended for you to right. experience and yes does he make beauty out of those things yeah, yeah. but guess what not every mistake is yours to make that's so good i would just end with this with this thought so um 21 days um is proven to reset habits and mindsets in our life. Um, If you, within 21 days, let's say, you know, my habit is every single day I wake up and I just look at myself in the mirror and I say, I'm a failure. Mm -hmm. So what if in 21 days, every day, instead of doing that, I instead say, no, I am a success every single day in the mirror. It's proven to actually rewire and reset our brain. Uh, Dr. Caroline Leaf has a brilliant brilliant study on it. I would encourage you to go YouTube her. Um, So here's my challenge for you. In the next 21 days, look at your flaws, the things in your life, whatever those are. If it's addictions, if it's mindsets, if it's relationship, whatever. Look at those flaws and begin to say, God, how can these flaws be used for your glory? Yeah. And in the next 21 days, just allow God to work. Listen, I, I think we have to um and the in the season of life we're living in we have to rethink 
religion and faith and and realize God is not boxed into Sundays and Wednesdays. (laughs) He's actually a very expressive, brilliant God. And we need to allow him to, to blow our mind, to blow our expectations. Listen, if your faith is reduced to a building or reduced to a song or a message, man, I'm just going to be honest, it's not faith. Um, we we need to rethink and re-strategize that because God is so much bigger. And listen, he can use, I think of Moses in the Bible. Um, Moses had a terrible stuttering problem. I mean, the last person you would think to be a leader. And yet God used him to lead an entire nation. Yeah. If God can do that, with a frail, weak person like him, what can God do in your life? Yeah, and I just want to leave you, sorry, with one comment just to go off that. I think sometimes when we take on like a 21-day thing or we take on one of those things, our fear is that we'll fail. Yeah. And I just want to remind you that fail failure is not messing up. Failure is <laughs> not missing the mark. Failure is not forgetting to do it one day and really just sinking into the flaws. Failure is deciding that you've messed up and that you're not going to try again. Like you only yeah. fail is if you stop and you you don't try to make yeah. another effort to walk in freedom, to watch God move in your life. So be encouraged that, hey, you mess up. Guess what? Yeah. The next day, start over. Oh, my gosh. Keep I think of it. like, is it is it uh, Thomas Edison who created the light bulb, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like. How many times a thousand times? I think it was like over a thousand times. And he said, I never failed. I found a thousand different ways that it didn't work. Right. (laughs) So like think about that for a second. If he would have gave up on like, let's just even say the fifth try. Like we would have light today. (laughs) Like do you realize? Like that's that's just crazy. So like look at your life. Yeah, you've might have failed a thousand times. But guess what? What if it was one thousand and one? that you finally succeeded and began to shift your life in a different direction. I just think like there there listen, there is no limitation to God. Allow him to break the mold that religion has come around us and and just say God, please in your mighty and your glory and your power um take these weak areas of my life and make them strong. And God doesn't condemn. So if you mess up and yeah. you have this voice in your head that just says, oh, you suck. You screwed yeah. up. Like, yeah. way to go. Guess oh, so what? Good. That's the enemy. So you need yeah. to be listening to God's voice because God will say, all right, yeah. let's do it the next yeah. day. Let's let's stop right now. Stop what you're doing right now. Hey, let's walk together. Yeah. Hey, you can do this. You can overcome it. So be sure you're listening to the right voice as you continue this journey. That's so good. Listen, we're here to partner with you. So um, we would love if, uh, you know, if you're, if you're just struggling, you need help, you need just a voice in your life, uh, reach out to us on Instagram, follow us on there, underscore coffee convos, underscore. Um, you, can, you can follow us on there, message us. We would love to talk with you and, and help you on this journey called life. We love you guys so much, and uh, we can't wait to be around the table for next week's conversation. See you then. Have a great week.